You know, I'm thinking uh, Kansas City right now, uh, not only barbecue, but uh, a lot of ice and a lot of drugs. <laughs> what? Yeah, I mean, you know, you got to get their, <laughs> get their quarterback uh, back to 95%. Oh, you're talking about those uh, that ankle of uh, his. Maybe we'll get into that, actually, right now. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, live from, well, yeah, I'm going to say it. I am from, I am in Los Angeles from our sponsors, uh, Wendy's. Everyone had a Wendy's made-to-crave hamburger. Well, uh, I'm broadcasting from our favorite location in Woodland Hills. Of course, Pop's back uh, doing his thing. In uh, Dallas, Texas, on the line from the Sports Gambling Podcast, we've got Ryan Kramer back with us. What's going on, dude? Uh, like I was telling you before we got started here, just you know, powering through the adversity, the tragedy, uh, you know, watching our Giants get absolutely throttled yeah. by the Eagles. It, you know, it's good, though. The first step is accepting it and moving forward. So on to the draft, baby. Yeah, but here's the thing, like, were they just not awake? What the hell happened there, man? We were optimistic fans. We were ignoring the fact that 35% of our salary cap was going to nothing. Uh, <laughs> we were ignoring the fact that we have a bunch of linebackers that probably won't be in the National Football League next year. We were we were looking past a lot of these things. And most importantly, we were looking past the fact that Philly hadn't had to try in a while. And the worst case scenario, they tried... The Giants fell early, and the game was over by the second quarter. It was it was horrible to watch. Well, I was – I don't know what it is. Maybe it's just because I'm a Giants fan, but I really started not liking uh, Sirianni, man. <laughs> I don't know. He, you know what? He he's upsetting he's, me. In some ways, I, I love the villain character. I love that the Eagles have a coach that is just this guy that is arrogant. He's in, yeah. he's brazen, just like the city. And guess what? It plays really awesome when you're doing well. Like calling Jalen Hurts Michael Jordan works what well was that? when you when you're winning games. But when you're not, it it, it it's uh, it's fun to root against. So I'm happy that he's this type of coach. I do think that, uh, that you know they, he should be. They, they've had a great season. It's hard to say anything negative, but I, I think I think what scares me in the upcoming weekend is it is a little bit of a stretch to call Jalen Hurts Michael Jordan like that. That <laughs> felt a little bit a little bit too far. What about what about the uh, the Mike situation? I know what I'm effing doing. Did you see that? <laughs> Again, I I you know as uh, as someone who's coached youth sports and was very passionate on the sideline, yeah. I love to see. I love to see the passion. Honestly, like, again, it, it's kind of it, it's fun that he's like this because it's going to be awesome when the Giants uh, br bring their level up and are able to take him down. Because it's just it, it's going to play poorly when they're not winning the games. But yeah, I love I love all of the attitude. I mean, that's what you should. This is modern football. This is twenty twenty three, right? This is these kids came up through the transfer portal. They they wanted to go to the coolest spot. You see everything happened with Colorado and coach prime. Like this is what the new coach is going to look like. So yeah. I think he's a, I think he's a good version of it and, and especially going to be fun to hate. Let me ask you um, a question that have, I mean, we saw what happened this week where you, you saw basically our coordinators meeting with a couple teams. Um, but that kind of, that scares me a little bit, man, because I mean, are they doing that out of respect because you don't say no? You, you always oblige? You always kind of accept? Yeah, I'll go. I'll meet with you. But, I mean, if you, if you, you know, listen to the press conference or the interview with, 
with uh, Wink Martindale, he was like, no, this is not uh, an opportunity. This is not like I'm not using this to take it to the next level. But I don't know. Maybe it is. I mean, I think just in general, like, you know, over at the Sports Gambling Podcast Network, we encourage our folks to get out there and try to find other opportunities. And so I think in some ways, like, I love that. I love that. The, I love that they're being recognized. This is also a way for them to kind of be recognized as having a successful season. Now, I'm with you. I really want to see a little continuity from year one to year two. Yeah. And I definitely, I think I have a little bit more confidence that Wink is being authentic and is probably just taking the interview to be to be a professional. Uh, I, I can't imagine a guy like Wink Martindale wants to make the trip out to the Midwest and, and work for a guy, uh, you know, checkered past in ownership over there with Ursay. So, on the other side, I do think Kafka is going to eventually be hired away. He obviously showed an ability to create a very creative game plans. His game calling, like, as Giants fans, when Dable came in, it was like, all right, sweet. Coach is going to be calling the plays. And he immediately was like, no, I got to be the head coach. Kafka is going to call the plays. And so to have a guy who's never called plays before come in and get the trust immediately to call those plays – I, I hope he doesn't leave. I don't think he will leave. I think, you know, very little experience, so it would be shocking to see him get a massive o offer. And also, I off I'm torn with this. As, as Like, would you want to go join a franchise like the Texans? Like, we see these coaches get fired every year. Yeah. Sometimes I wonder. I, only, I understand there's only 32 of these jobs, but, man, like, you, you read you, and you hear the story like the I don't know if you saw the McDaniel story about how he took the job working for Ursa and Indy and then his wife had this really really strange encounter with with Jim and she basically's like no you can't you can't work you, you can't work for this guy and so between Wink and that situation <laughs> and the idea that I I just I don't know if I would join some of these organizations because you're yeah. just going to be set up to be the patsy for the next guy. And so I but, hope they both stay. I think they're both going to stay. But, it, yeah, it makes me nervous, but it's also like a compliment. you know. You're also staying with a team that now is arguably one of the top ten teams in the league. It's not like I'm BSing because I'm a Giants fan. The fact is we were one of the few who made it to where we did the divisional championships. So as far as I'm concerned, you know, why would you want to leave that? You know what I mean? You 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 have an opportunity now to build where you left it and now possibly take it further. And I think there's a lot of great potential. Now, one thing I want to get into, we'll get into some of the obviously games a couple today. Couple big con contracts to be signed there. There's 18 by the way. 18 players, free agents yeah. with the New York Giants. Two, I didn't realize it was that much. Two huge ones. I mean, what do we do here with, like, Leonard Williams? You know, you got Julian Love. You've got, obviously, the two big boys in our quarterback, Daniel Jones and Saquon. But there's other guys that people really aren't thinking about or maybe they don't even have a clue. Well, I think one of the things you have to do to repair the culture of a franchise that's been losing is make free agents understand this is a place, this is a destination, this is a place where they treat their players right. And I think Joe Shane has the, the strategy absolutely perfect. The way you do that is you take care of your own. You re-sign the guys that you want as part of this core now. You show people if you come here, you join, you do things the giant way, like you're going to get rewarded. So I do think they're going to – I think Joe Shane even slipped in the presser. It, it does seem like Daniel Jones, a.k.a. Dan Jones, is going to be signed uh, it does seem like they are absolutely going to be looking to get a long-term deal for Dexter Lawrence. It absolutely looks like 
we could see either Andrew Thomas or Xavier McKinney locked up long term. And then from there, I think it becomes, you know, I think Saquon is, is in the plans. I wonder if Saquon's the obvious franchise tag because he's a running back because of the value put on the franchise tag for the running back compared to the quarterback. And and quite frankly, I think once you do all of that, you then create this, uh, you know, in this hidden value of players want to come to play for you. Maybe they're willing to take a pay cut. And that's what you're hearing Leonard Williams already saying. He'd be willing to take a pay cut because he wants to stay a part of this team. Uh-huh. You hear Julian Love talk about how he, he would be willing to, to take a team-friendly deal because he sees what's being built here. And so that's where you start getting that added value of like, look, I'm in New York. If I, I like, I can make up the difference through through advertising deals or whatever. Uh, if I take a lower salary here, like let's let's use the Tom Brady model for all those years. Tom Brady was taking less salary. Now who knows if he was getting kickbacks through TB12 or whatever. Don't care. But for that well, that entire time, he was giving the team more opportunity to spend the money and share it around. So it will be interesting to see what kind of deals are done. I, I, I do think uh, Dan Jones will be a giant. And I do think they're – I think we're going to be disappointed as fans because they're going to sign a bunch of their own guys. They're going to make a couple uh, signings outside, maybe a linebacker, maybe a, some receiver help. I don't think they're going to be super splashy, though. And so – I think Joe Shane understands this is a multi-year thing and he's not going to do the Dave Gettleman, like go out. Oh, look, look at this. We want a scratcher. Let's go, let's go buy a new car with our hundred grand and, and be out of money by next weekend. I, I think he's going to be smart. I think he's going to sign a lot of guys that are on the team that need to stick around and have, have some deals. And I, and I think, you know, I hope they get a receiver. I hope there's like one splashy signing well, and it's a linebacker or a receiver. But I think, I think in general, like he seems to have an idea of what he wants to do. You know, real quickly before we get into the uh, championships uh, today, Sterling Shepard's one of those free agents. So you know, this is AKA our number two right now, right? Uh, who didn't play basically all season. You know, don't forget we've got our last year's draft pick in Wondell Robinson who should be money when he comes back, right? Um, what do you do with Sterling Shepard? And then you talk about, well, you know, will they do a splashy type of deal? I don't know, but you're right. Do they have to? Maybe not with all of that talent that we even didn't even get to use this past year. But wouldn't it be nice to have someone like a T. Higgins? Or, you know what now, I mean? And that's the – what they, is that? Is this rumors? Or, I mean, when there's smoke, there's a little fire, right? Yeah, I think I think you know Joe Shane will be out there testing the market. Which one of these rookies that's two years into the deal are going to be available for a, a reasonable price? They have two third round picks. Maybe they're able to swindle the Forty ers for Ayuk or something crazy like that. I uh, I think I think it, again, like Joe Shane was a part of the team in Buffalo that went out and brought in Diggs. They understood the value. They clear like he clearly gets that. But mm-hmm. you know, to your point, Wandell's coming back off of injury. Uh, Isaiah Hodgins has worked his way into being like a legit maybe number two. I like him. Um, they could always use the draft pick on a number one. I, I'm good. I think I think I trust this guy. So I have not seen Joe Shane do anything that makes me not believe he's going to do the right thing. But I, I'm with you. I, I think just as a fan, I need to see new linebackers and I need to see some new re- new receivers. And I'll say this. They've shown in the past with Davis Webb, like they're willing to give you a spot on the roster that turns into you being a coach. Like Sterling Shepard's been traveling with the team the entire season. He got hurt a long time ago. Yeah, I think Sterling Shepard, you know, assuming he could just be done, right? Like he he could be close to the end. He's had some serious injuries. 
he could turn into one of those guys that just sticks around the program. I, I wouldn't mind that at all. I like it. Go ahead, Pop. Well, I'm just thinking about the uh, the original movie Top Gun when uh, <laughs> somebody just said, has anybody seen an aircraft carrier around here? Well, driving around Dallas, Texas this entire week, yeah. uh, I'm getting a lot of people saying, has anybody seen a quarterback? <laughs> I got to be honest with you. I said this on the show. I'm like, dude, they're, uh, seven years into it, like I like the guy, but liking someone and you know putting your money where your mouth is, I think there's opportunities now to maybe deal uh, Dak somewhere. It's just my take. I don't know. What's your it, opinion? You know what? It's amazing, too, because you see Dak is one of these guys that, for whatever reason, the media loves him. And it they seem to – I know it's kind of turning, especially in Dallas, but you see a lot of sympathists and apologists out there saying, hey, mm-hmm. you know, there's these interceptions, they're just – you know they're not all his fault. It's not. It's not yeah. the end of the world. Yeah. And yet, it, it kind of like Josh Allen, we're seeing the same type of apologizing. They keep making the same mistakes in these big spots. And at some point, it's it's less about this being a random thing and more about you just having a problem when the moment's big and not being you know the clutch gene, right? Like, is is it real? Is it not? I'm willing to bet that Dak. You know, Dak was a clutch quarterback in college. He was amazing. He just doesn't have it in the NFL. Agreed. Uh, I don't know. We'll see what happens. I mean, I'm looking forward to these next two months just because of so many things that are going to happen here. Whether, you know, I think even before draft, I'm talking about new signings and dealings and whatnot. And certainly uh, one of the go ahead. And and whereabouts of uh, some of these coaches? Well, obviously, one quick signing right now was uh, Nathaniel Hackett going to the New York Jets, which was extremely fast for, in my opinion but then again this could be Rodgers bait right i mean Aaron Rodgers i mean they they could be looking at you know that down that road which i think would be a smart decision in my opinion it seems pretty insane this guy was getting destroyed <laughs> as like being just a not up to the intelligence level of a head coach he had to hire a guy to tell him when to call timeouts and when to go for it on fourth down yeah. i mean he was he was kind of embarrassed, but guess what? That was the plan in Denver: hire this guy, get him to get Aaron Rodgers. Uh, hopefully, they actually know each other, and this isn't just one of these weird. He coached him one time, but it does. And, and then you have Joe Namath coming out and saying, "Hey, I'll I'll take you know you can unretire number twelve, so Aaron Rodgers can have it." Aaron Rodgers is, is talking about it. There's rumors coming out that the Packers are willing to trade him, but not to the NFC. So yeah, I, I think I I, I kind of hope we get it right, Brett. The, the 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 also the symmetry of just following in the footsteps of Brett Favre and yeah. leaving the Packers to play for the Jets. I think I think it might happen. I think this Jets team realizes that they are very close to being a very good team, and the yeah. and the the distance is pretty much the distance in the quarterback room. So. Uh, you know, if anyone's going to overpay and, and say screw it, we'll we'll uh, we'll mortgage the future for a chance at a, a title. It's the, it's the Jets. It's specifically this Jets team. All right, uh, with just a few minutes left here, we're talking to, by the way uh, to Ryan Kramer, the Sports Gambling pos- uh, Podcast. You can find them all throughout social media. Let's get into today's games: AFC Championship, NFC Championship. Uh, both very entertaining. Everyone's looking forward to these games. Um, which first of all, what's the what's the one one game? What game are you just looking at? I cannot wait to watch. I, I certainly think. I mean, honestly, you could say this about both games. This is actually the first time 
since 1998 that both conference championship games are less than a three-point spread and only the third time this has ever happened in the Super Bowl era so Hmm. you asked me which games more and they're both basically coin flips now from a drama perspective I'm really interested to see what happens in the Cincinnati Kansas City game this feels a lot like a fight matchup right one fighter hasn't beaten the other fighter right but the but the the fighter that keeps losing is the better fighter Mm -hmm. Uh, but that fighter's banged up a little bit and we're not exactly sure how healthy he's gonna be uh, the, the coaching matchups, he's very skewed to, to Mr. Reed in Kansas City. Uh, and yet, what do we see? We see this number open, uh, Kansas City laying two and a half, uh, maybe even three in some places. We saw the number swoop all the way over to where Cincinnati was a favorite, minus uh-huh. two and a half. It actually led people to think that Mahomes had broken his ankle, that we hadn't gotten the news yet, but someone had the news, and we were going to see this line continue to move up. We then get the the video of him practicing. He's jumping off the podium at the press conference. He looks, he does not look like a man who's hobbled uh, the way he was in that game. Right. And you see the, the number start to move back uh, to where it is now at minus one. And the one thing I'll say is this, this happened before. Uh, he had a high ankle sprain. Um, I believe it was 20, 2019 week one. I remember. And the, and Andy Reid is on record saying that was a worse injury. And he came out the next weekend at the Raiders Mm -hmm. and threw for 443 yards. Um, so so I, (laughs) I, I do think there's an element to this also where you don't often get Patrick Mahomes in an area of disrespect. When this was a Cincinnati being favored game, this was only the second time in his career he would have been a home dog. First time being a dog in the playoffs. And in general, how many quarterbacks in the NFL, quote-unquote, own Patrick Mahomes? How many folks are you hearing being discussed as, you know what, this guy might actually be better than Patrick Mahomes? So I don't think you you often get this level of motivation. The last thing I'll sprinkle in is we, we sometimes love when a backup quarterback comes in for one game because the whole team, everyone else on the team realizes we got to step our game up. We're going to kind of get that, but we're still going to get Patrick Mahomes playing quarterback. I think the whole O-line is going to know, hey, we got to help protect this guy a little bit better. I think the D-line, who, by the way, has a nice advantage in this game against that backup offensive line with Cincinnati, I think they're going to step their game up a bit. And I, and I could see, obviously it sounds a lot like I like Kansas City here. Um, but, yeah, I, I just think we don't often see this spot where Kansas City, five straight AFC championship games, and people are just finding their way to talk about why they're not the best team. Yeah. Um, Cincinnati looked so good to me. I just I, I love the confidence in Joe Burrow. Like he yep. he's just a superstar in the making and we're already seeing it. I think he's got the demeanor, you know, in a quarterback that you in a champion. You know what I mean? And I, you know, the guy's coming in. He's, he says the right things. He goes, look, they're still the team to beat, even though they beat them last season. He's still saying that because he respects them. He knows, though, that he can beat them. If he ju- if they just get their you know crap together, um, bang, bang, Bengals had five wins in the postseason in their whole franchise history before Joe Burrow. Joe Burrow has five postseason wins. I know. in two years, it's phenomenal, it's amazing. I love it. Uh, before we go to break, uh, your take: Forty ers and Eagles. Yeah, to me, this is a very very simple handicap. Both teams uh, have tons of talent. Both teams have what looks to be an advantage. Uh, San Francisco running the ball against the Eagles defense, the Eagles passing the ball against the San Francisco defense. But to me, this is nothing more than Brock Purdy is going into the very, very hostile confines of Philadelphia and 
we can lay two and a half with the Eagles. Let's go. Give me Philadelphia. Mike, Michael Jordan at quarterback? <laughs> Michael Jordan at quarterback and all. Oh. All right. Man, oh, man. Hey, always a pleasure, Ryan. Thanks for uh, joining the show as usual. We'll catch you next week, and we'll be talking some uh, previewing, uh, let's just say, the Super Bowl. I'm looking forward to it. Be careful. It's called the big game. Good luck this week. All right. <laughs> Have fun. My bad. Couple fools in paradise swept up in the blue. We're living life in a movie. Just like Elvis and Priscilla and the bones of us drinking pine.